When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. If you are interested in sponsoring Last Word on Spurs, please get in touch with us directly at our email address, lastwordonspurs at outlook.com. That's lastwordonspurs at outlook.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Hi, everyone. It's great to finally get started as uh, manager of this great football club. I'm really looking forward to you know, our task ahead. Uh, I think it's an exciting opportunity for us to now um, sort of set off on a new direction. Um, play football and, and create an environment that uh, embodies the values and traditions of this fantastic football club. Hopefully a team that you can all be proud of and more importantly get excited by. Um, I can assure you that uh, right through pre-season we won't leave any stone unturned, myself, the staff and the players to make sure that uh, when the league comes around that uh, you'll all be as excited as I am about the season ahead. So I really look forward to seeing everyone uh, at the stadium in particular at our first home game and uh, look forward to the journey ahead. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We do hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Thank you ever so much for joining us as we return for our first show of Potentially Free this week. It could be four. It's a big, big week in store for Last Word on Spurs and, of course, for Tottenham Hotspur. Delighted to be welcoming back returning guests to Last Word on Spurs, returning regular panellists to Last Word on Spurs. We're joined by the wonderful conductor, instructor, crazy train runner. It's going to be one man. Lee McQueen is back in the house. Joining Lee, we're joined by the hard-hitting opinions of Patrick Tyrant. Pat, of course, giving his honest, honest opinions and thoughts last week on the appointment of Ange Postacoglu. And he's back here again to give us all his thoughts of what's been his first week in arriving as the Tottenham Hotspur head coach and, of course, what is to come for him. And finally, back on the show, been a while, I'd like to have her back on, Christina Zandes on this last word on Spurs. So much happening and we are with you throughout the course of the summer and, of course, in the build-up to the new season. If you are listening to the show for the first time, you can find us on iTunes or on Spotify or across all major audio platforms. We're, of course, on Twitter, at Last Word on Spurs. or on Facebook and Instagram, too. And during this Last Word on Spurs, we'll be discussing, dissecting, reflecting on Ange Postacoglu's first interview as Tottenham Hotspur head coach. And that's what you would have heard during the intro to this last word on Spurs. We'll be discussing the news that broke on Sunday that Ryan Mason is set to stay on at Tottenham Hotspur in the form of the coaching staff of Ange Postacoglu. As Ange was really, really impressed by hearing from Ryan and likewise of both of them on their meeting on Friday. And it looks like, yep, he will remain as part of Spurs' coaching staff ahead of, of course, the 23-24 season. We'll be dipping our toes into the summer transfer window latest roundup where Spurs are understood to be closing in on the signing of David Rea from Brentford. Whilst it looks like they've agreed personal terms or are close to with the player, Spurs still yet to reach the valuation of Brentford. Where well, we heard that before with Tottenham Hotspur. We know, of course, also there's really keen interest in James Madison. We'll be discussing that. And ultimately, of course, the big one, what will Spurs need to do this window in order to keep their manager happy? 
Back him, support him, give him what he needs. Let's get behind Ange Postacoglu. So much to come. But Lee, let's open up the show with you. Look, let's discuss the interview that we played for our listeners there on audio. Ange, coming into focus, said, it's great to finally get started as the manager of this great football club. I'm really looking forward to our task ahead. I think it's an exciting opportunity for us now to set off in a new direction play football and create an environment that embodies the values and traditions of this fantastic football club. Hopefully by a team you can all be proud, you use that word in there, and more importantly can get excited by. I assure you that right through pre-season we won't leave any stone unturned. Myself, staff and players will make sure that when that league comes around you're all as excited as I am about the season ahead. I really look forward to seeing everyone at the stadium, in particular at our first home game. I look forward to the journey ahead. Lee, it was short but sweet in that minute there from Ange Postacoglu. But look, I'm not going to lie, I got a really warm feeling from him in that first minute of how he felt becoming Spurs' new head coach. How did you feel about it? And are you excited by what, of course, is now the new era, the new dawn, Postacoglu in charge of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club? Well, yeah, I mean, I think he used the word proud, didn't he? Which I think got everybody's like thinking, Just oh, we, we go again, Nick Nuno days. But I think it was in the context, wasn't it, of the, the team making making us proud rather than he's going to make us proud. But look, nonetheless, he used the word. Um, yeah, look, I, like I said before, I, I'm I'm starting to buzz. I think that there's there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know about this guy. Um, and, you know, I did put a tweet out actually um, last week or, or, or early in the week saying... Um, um, is this guy had more like mic'd up interviews or, or, or football matches than any other manager on the planet? I mean, his PR team must be absolutely loving it. It's like it's like walking around with a documentary. This guy, um, he's got more footage and more podcasts and more like uh, things on camera and all that sort of stuff than, than, than any other manager. But it's good for us because we get to know in, him, I suppose, inside out. His backstory is excellent. Um, and let's see, let's see if his job. Is too, is too big for him. Uh, let's see if he can ha- if he can handle this job. This job is is almost like the England manager's job sometimes. Certainly within Tottenham, you know, it's a bit of a poison chalice. You can't can't win anything with a football club and, and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot for him to deal with. No, no less than thirty plus players. First team, I put thirty seven out on Twitter, and I was including the likes of Parrot and Scarlett um, in, in in there as well. And anyone who's been a registered player, Longley obviously has moved moved back to Barcelona now. But you know, you look at the amount of uh, players that he's already got and obviously the links I know you love a transfer window Rick um, who doesn't you and Jamie Brown from the Daily Hotspur loving a bit of transfers the fact of the matter is like I put out there before we've got to do a clear out before we can put put more players into into the pot um, and, and he's done it everywhere we go so if you look at what we need right now as a manager how he speaks how he's been with the media his backstory and what we need in terms of that clear out he is ticking a lot of them boxes so look I'm excited for that. Um, let's see what we can do. I'm, I'm very, very excited for the style of football that he's he's gonna um, uh, he, he's uh, gonna push onto the onto the football team and onto the football club. Whether or not we can handle that with a lack of pace at the back and you know already conceding 63 goals this season in the Premier League, God forbid. But I'm sure that we're gonna have some reinforcements in that in that back line because we need them. Let's be honest, don't we, guys, Absolutely. viewers, listeners? Yeah. We, we yeah. need them. So you know, let's see let's see what happens. I just think that you know when when all said and done, we're not gonna finish in the top four straight away. We're not gonna start a title push next season, and and I think that for a lot of us. And I include myself as a season ticket holder in, in that. I think that for a lot of us is going to be hard because we, you know, when people come out and say, be patient, we've been patient. We've been patient for four years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 16 years since our last trophy. And, and, and the patience wears thin. And that's why the fan base is, is cracked and broken. That's why there's a lot of a lot of noise for, for the board to move on and to leave, and rightly so, uh, you know, in, in some instances. And I think that, you know, that just because we've got Ange at the helm doesn't mean to say that the board are all of a sudden now doing a fantastic job. They've got a lot of making up to do, essentially, you know, because, you know, the last four or five years have been absolute toilet. Um, and yes, we got back into the top four, but, but, uh, sorry, the top four last season, but for what? What to have a twenty-two point swing uh, uh, in one season against the uh, against the Arsenal? I'm sorry, that's not. It's just not good enough. So there's still some deep problems. But I, again, I just want to put back on, if I can, put on record. This is our, our show, Rick, and I just want to put it out there. I, I'm I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm set fed up with moaning. So I'm not going to moan. I'm just going to be back to 
right, it's a clean slate. Let's go again. We've got to still get a director of football in. We've still got Scott, Scotty Munn to, to, to start. He hasn't even officially started his role yet. So he's still got another 20 days, I think, until, until he starts. So you've got, we've got to start looking at the, the, the positive aspect of that and start to move the, the fan base, if you like, into that, in, into that direction. Because I think we said it on the last show, or certainly it was an interview that I saw um, on, on, on social media in the week that I was doing my, trying to do my catch-up stuff in the States, which is, you know, if we start the season off like the toxicity that's been in and around a football club, we ain't going nowhere. Like, and, and and that is on that is also on us, like on us fans, on our on our people. You still, you know, the the purple and gold. You can still voice your opinion. Of course, I, I believe in all of all, everyone's beliefs, but football days, match days, we've got to try and get behind the team to try and get something. Because like, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you, right? I'll start. I'll, I'll shut up in a minute. I'm open for Bournemouth at home, right? First game of the season, right? Not not a first, not a newly promoted club, but Bournemouth at home, first day of the season. We start that high press. We suffocate in their own area. We create chance after chance after chance, and we batter them six nil. That would be an unbelievable start to the to, to the Premier League season. But let's be fair about this. If Daniel Levy is given the responsibility over to Scott Munn and uh, and the, the the football operation side then we should be talking about them when we're talking about transfers and talking about deals getting done and, and negotiations and that sort of stuff, not talking about Daniel Levy. So we'll, we'll find out, won't we, uh, uh, Rick, if, he, if, if Daniel's going to relinquish some of that control. Absolutely. I think that's all we've got time for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Touche with that shirt, son. I love, I, love, I, love the, I love the fact that these shows are maybe getting shorter when the, when the games are off. I mean, the games are finished and we're making the shows longer. Let's come out of Pat. Pat. Oh, tell you, Pat. Lovely to have you back on last one on Spurs. I mean, look, I think it's fair to say that for you, um, you were you were fairly reluctant to go overboard on the appointment of Ange Postecoglou, and a lot with that, I've got obviously a lot of respect from you. The fact that you were very, very honest, and um, again, I think many were in that camp where they obviously await the judgment on the brand of football, the style of football, and of course, how Spurs do of course come out the traps on first day. I've said before that I think a lot of it will come down to obviously how those fixtures play themselves and we'll see how that does turn out later on this week of course that's when the fixtures will be due which will be very very interesting but Pat initial thoughts of that one minute interview from Ange Postacoglu does it get you feeling slightly excited for what's to come? Yeah I mean it seems like a nice it seems like a cuddly father figure slash uncle figure someone that you could definitely enjoy hearing a story from someone that you can relate to he seems like he will basically without going overboard, like unite the fan base in the sense of we've been divided for a long time. And the reason why a lot of people are annoyed at what I said is because they're like, you've kind of got a voice on the platform now and they want you to be positive and bring, you know, unite the fan base and not cause divisions. But what I'm trying to say is that me voicing my concerns or my frustrations doesn't mean that I'm not going to support Spurs, get behind him and get behind what's going on. But at the end of the day, you can still have your frustrations and whatever. But yeah, I mean, I've never had a problem with every time I've heard people talk about him, every time you've you heard stories of what he did when he went into a club, how they were in turmoil, chaos, and then how he kind of resurrected them, so to speak, uh, you know, revitalised the style of play, got the fans on board and actually won things. It's always going to leave, uh, you know, it's, it, there's been successes everywhere he's been. Um, he's going to have to do that at Tottenham. Obviously, it's a big step up, but so far, so good. You can't knock the guy. Um, at the end of the day, he's been given an opportunity. Why would he not take it? He backs himself. I like that. And um, yeah, so so far, so good. I mean, now, obviously, pre-season, uh, we'll see what's what. Hopefully, he doesn't overwork the players because we kind of got that with Conte last year. You saw people play, throwing up on the pitch and everyone was talking about how fit we were and all of that. But it kind of didn't transpire going through the whole of the season. But yeah, I can't really complain from what I've heard of him. Short, sharp and sweet, said the right things. Like Lee said, when he said the proud bit, I was like, ooh, maybe you don't know our history too tough because the last guy that said that didn't last too long. But I mean, of course, in terms of the style of play, it is, to be fair, it's good that he actually spoke about that because he knows and he should know that the style of play at Tottenham has been absolutely diabolical for the last two or three seasons. And that's at least something that we want to see get right before. Maybe the results might come a bit after that, but we want to see intent. We want to see, you know, we don't want to be conceding possession to, with all due respect, teams that are like 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th in the league. And last season, we were doing that quite a lot. 
and almost scraping wins against teams that we should absolutely be battling. So we want to see that change. Obviously, the links to the goalkeeper coming in is very positive because he's a guy that can play on the front foot. We're going to talk about that as well. But yeah, so far, so good. Very early days. I'm not going to go crazy. But at the end of the day, I'm a positive person, so I'm always going to be positive about him. But of course, I just wasn't happy with the appointment. But that's all said and done now. And um, yeah, of course, I'm behind the team. And I want him to do well. So there we are. We shall see, of course. Christina, lovely to have you back on the show. I want to get your reaction. Uh, I mean, obviously, I come from obviously a family where uh, Greek is, a, is obviously a massive player, is a massive part in my life. And then when I thought we're going full circle and getting a, obviously, of course, he's Australian Greek. When it, having a Greek there in charge, it is, I say, it's, I feel like my life's gone full circle. Greek wife, Greek kids, and now suddenly a Greek manager. I just, I can't escape him at the moment. I don't know how you feel about it. What's your feeling about the manager and obviously that opening interview that he gave us? Look, I can't deny it. I told you guys just before. Um, I had not much um, knowledge of this guy. Um, so I've been doing a bit of research recently and watching his interviews. And I've got to tell you, I'm really starting to warm to him. He speaks so well in his interviews. Um, he speaks really good Greek as well. Like, obviously, he was born there. Um, I just feel like he's got a lot of emotion. And I feel like he will grow fond to the team, to the club, which I feel is something that we... We were la- we've been lacking for quite a long time now. Um, and I- I'm starting to believe, I'm starting to feel a bit positive in this now. Um, I'm not going to get too excited because, like I said before as well, I need to see his results before we can even criticise the guy, before we can even praise him. That's what we need to do at the end of the day. Um, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, but my main concern is if no one addresses our defence because of the way that he plays his football, his style is attacking, which is what I love. I love to see that. And especially with Tottenham, I've known that from when I was a kid, that was how we used to play. Um, And if we don't address that, that to me is going to be a huge problem with us. Uh, Just in the Premier League, it's going to be dire, dire, literally. Um, So that's... (laughs) That you know, but again, oh, that is going to come. Can I say, I can't say, Christina. Some hope it won't be Eric Dyer in the back line, but I know where <laughs> you're going with that. But you know, I don't want to, you know, just pinpoint him, of course. But I just feel everyone's got to work together in this. Um, and I think us fans, no matter who it is our manager that comes in, we should always back them, no matter what. As well, I wanted to point that out because I've I've seen quite a lot of negative things already, and it's just like, guys, we need to get back to this. We need to start rooting for our team now we need to start rooting for the manager like we just got to see what is going to happen now um and we should go in with this with a nice positive feel um and yeah i'm i'm really starting to like his interviews and everything hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everyone, Crackers here with your update for the Legends events that are upcoming. Couple just before the summer break. On the 23rd of June, that's a Friday in Herefordshire at Hereford FC. Herefordshire Spurs have the one and only Michael Dawson appearing. A few limited tickets left available for that. 
and July the 7th, that's also a Friday, the one and only Danny Rose is appearing at the Penridge Suites Arnest Grove. Please go to closeencounter.events for your tickets there. So there you go, a couple of events before we take the summer break. Uh, keep safe, keep well, at Mr Cracknell on the socials for any further info that you need on those nights. And as always, come on you Spurs. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I always think, I mean, again, when you have a new person in charge, it, it does, it's intrigue, isn't it? It's the it's the unknown Macca coming over to you in terms of what, you know, could happen, what can't happen, and, of course, what, again, is going to be happening to Tottenham Hotspur. One thing that did break earlier today, and, again, it's news that, again, some will be positive about, some will be negative about, and that's the news, Lee, that Ryan Mason is expected to stay at Tottenham Hotspur as a member of Ange Postacoglu's coaching staff. We understand that Mason was impressed during their chat and, as far as we understand, has accepted that offer to be part of that backroom coaching staff. Now, we know that Postacoglu was down at the training ground on Friday. That's obviously where we got the interview. That was the first time he met a lot of the backroom staff, obviously Dukesy, the kit man, and obviously those that were still on site there. Give me your initial reactions to that, league, because I've seen already on social media that's caused up a little bit of a stir, something that maybe for Ryan, this was now the time to really maybe go out there, prove himself, maybe get a, you know, a championship job or venture out to Europe and you know maybe one day look to come back, maybe as a manager of Tottenham. Some maybe, again, feel that for Mason, it's a great opportunity to keep on learning from another experienced manager. And until that right opportunity comes along, should he really be pushed out the door? So, again, pros and cons on it, Lee. What's your reaction to Ryan Mason staying on at Tottenham with Ange Postacoglu. I was a little bit surprised from Ryan's perspective, if I'm honest, because I think that, you know, one minute you want the big job in terms of one of the big six. Average finish in the Premier League is fifth over 32 years. There's 17 major trophies. We're a big, big football club. So you want the big job and obviously didn't get it because Ange's come in. Um, I love the fact that he's one of our own and he wants to stay at the club. But I thought that given his ambition to want to manage us, why wouldn't he then want to go and manage a, be a manager at a football club? Does that make sense? So given the fact that in, in years to come, he will be ready to be our manager, like to take over from our, uh, from, from wherever it might be, began, he takes over from or obviously when Poch comes back, ex-Chelsea manager, which again, we're clearly going to do. So um, so it might it might be a case of, of that in the future. But I was a little bit surprised that, that he didn't go and, and try and find a role, um, you know, in the championship club, like a Vincent Company's done, or, or, or go and take a job in, in that way. But I think, you know, from, from our perspective, he knows the club and he did start putting the building blocks in place. You know, he, he was talking about all the things that we've been talking about, the culture, lack of vision, where, where we've pulled away from the culture, the, the, you know, the playing staff. So forget just on the footballing side, I think the culture of the football club, he knows that really well and he and he, he wants to you know put them core values back into into the playing side of the of the, of the team and the club and that can only help um uh, and i think so i think i think it's quite cool that he, he's sticking around although i thought we had a bit more ambition there yeah absolutely pat coming over to you look we understand that previously in each job postacoglu enjoys working and developing young coaches so in turn as alistair goal referenced in his piece that maybe keeping him fresh and inspired and having been impressed by mason maybe that does make sense and we know that of course he does join a talented uh, amount of coaching staff from across the australian's non-management career now, I know the club are trying to work hard in terms of maybe bringing in his number two. And I, I mean, again, with that, it's a tricky one because I think he wants John Kennedy. That obviously, is at Celtic. You would imagine they'll want to get that done sooner rather than later so they can at least get the backroom staff in place because, again, that'll be key to him. We know he's a man that normally does travel alone. He's not a man that normally has a lot of coaching staff like the Contes and Jose Mourinho. So it will be interesting to see, obviously, how quickly Spurs can do that. But look, we can't get away from the fact that I think the Mason appointment or Mason staying on board is going to definitely, I would say, uh, polarise opinion. Where do you sit on it for you, Pat? Are you pleased he's staying or do you think it was the right time maybe for him to now look for a job that could further enhance his own credentials? 
You know what? It's quite funny because when the news was announced, there were so many people and I thought they were kind of overreacting and going overboard. Saw a lot of people saying Ryan Mason needs to leave. It's now a conflict of interest because obviously he came out and said he wanted the job, which at the time I actually liked because I like people that back themselves, believe themselves and want the best for themselves, i.e. which means the best for Tottenham. So people saying it's a conflict of interest, I don't really get it. I mean, the guy's 31 as well. Let's put some context behind it. He's still a very, very young guy. If it wasn't for the injury, he'd still be playing. 31 is hella young. So he's got a lot of time. He doesn't have to rush out the front door right now to go and manage. Because even if he was to be appointed, he's still very young. So there's nothing wrong with getting experience from, you know, your uh, Jose Mourinho's, your Conte's and now Postacoglu. Postacoglu is everything that people are saying he is. It's going to be great for Ryan Mason to get that experience from him. And then also on the flip side, you've got to look at it. Postacoglu will need essentially a link between himself and the first team. And Ryan Mason is that. I saw people saying that he's a mole and he's going to be a snitch and he's Daniel Levy's snitch. And I'm like, come on, man, you guys need to get real. At the end of the day, this guy was still calling out Daniel Levy at the end of the season, saying that, you know, Tottenham have made a lot of mistakes and Levy is obviously the reason for that. And, you know, going forward, we need... To be fair, Ryan Mason was quite blunt. His presses and his press conferences were really good. He didn't shy away from any questions. And he said the truth, what we were all feeling. He's the first guy that come out and said that we needed a new culture. We needed a new identity. So I'm happy that he's staying. I don't understand the uproar behind it. At the end of the day, if we, yes, uh, of course, a clear out is needed. But sometimes to keep your identity and, and values and obviously beliefs, you still need some people that were there. Uh, Mason's been there throughout the the whole shift. He was there under the Poch years. Obviously, he's close to Kane and so on. But at, at the end of the day, for me, I think it's a good thing. There's no rush for him to go out the door right now. Yes, in some senses, I understand people saying he should go and manage, but he's 31 years old. He's not 37, 38, 40 almost. He's got a long time. So, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Uh, sometimes some you, you can change too much in one moment and almost lose yourself and lose your identity. So I think it's good. Obviously, yes, he does at some point need to leave because I understand some people are like he's hanging around and waiting for people to fail to step in. I don't really see it that way. I see it as a thing where he wants to learn from the best, be around the team, get his experience, and then ultimately he can go off and come back. So, yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a positive uh, I lean on the positive side of it. I don't think he's a, a rat hanging around waiting for people to fail to then jump in. I think that's quite un, unkind. And to be fair, Mason stepped in at moments where if these managers were succeeding, he wouldn't have needed to be appointed. That's not his fault. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's how I see it anyway. Christina, it's interesting because what we understand is that the, the playing philosophy essentially itself is thought to align, of course, with Postacoglu, the way Ryan Mason set up a lot of his coaching sessions under Conte. I think that's one thing that many do seem to gloss over, that you know Conte was really, really impressed when he first came to the club at the way Mason got those drills on, the respect the players had for him. And I think you have to bear that in mind, that, look, he got a lot of respect from that dressing room. Yes, being honest with you, I mean... <laughs> The second time around, his, his, interim, his interim ship, if I can call it, wasn't great. Two wins out of a possible six. But he is very well liked in that dressing room. And I think we maybe have to get our mindset out of the fact that, as you said, Pat, he's almost waiting around again for this to fail. I think for Ryan, there will be opportunities that come up. I think they'll come up during Postacoglu's time at the club. And I think ultimately there'll be that mutual respect there that if an opportunity comes up that is arguably too good to turn down, then I'm sure Ange will see fit to allow him to go elsewhere. And I think this situation suits Ryan as well. You know, it's a chance to carry on learning. I don't think I've got any massive issue with Ryan. I said I think he was too young for the job and the club obviously felt that as well. And hence the reason why they made a permanent appointment, of course, in 57-year-old Ange Postacoglu. So really keen to get your thoughts, Christine, on that decision from the club to keep Ryan on board. Postacoglu's acceptance to that. Are you in agreement with that decision? I, I think it's ridiculous that people are think this is an issue well I don't understand it it's I admire his commitment to the team it's just stupid um the guy knows all these players so he gets on well with them he speaks so well in interviews and I don't think he's been credited enough for that uh Mason and he's we've known as well that he likes attacking football so obviously Angelo has obviously spoken spoken to him they've spoken to each other he clearly likes what he's said to him so to me, that's a huge positive. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I honestly do not see what the issue is of this. Um, so I'm, I'm all, I'm all for it. I, I want people to. Uh, that's the characters I want at our club. Um, so yeah, I, I really 
think that people can be really negative and I think we should admire just how much you know he's willing to how long he wants to spend at this club so the fact like I said with Angela what he's with what he said to him that just shows that I think that the, the attacking football is going to come in I think so yeah um guys I don't think we should be negative about this at all I think this is this is a great great this is a great great day for I want to say because yeah, yeah I think it was great news for that was one one great news of today. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting, sticking with you, Christina. We've heard the club, well, they held their first official transfer meeting, Ali Gold told us, on Friday with Chairman Daniel Levy, among others. Now, we know Scott Munn is officially starting work on July the 1st, but naturally, I think behind the scenes, listen, stuff is happening and that is what's happening. Can I just reference for Trevor who's asking who is Angola? I'll, sorry, let, uh, I... I'll let Christina explain that with her. Sorry, with her sorry. Group. It's, it's just, that's how you say it in Greek, Angelo. So I'll, I'll say Ange. I'll just say Ange for now. Sorry. <laughs> no, I think no problem at all. Many wonder, obviously, that, that'll definitely fill some context because definitely that will be coming more and more as we get to know the man. And as you said, lots of interviews, interviews as well. But I mean, I think the key thing, Christina, is that already the club are getting to work. Many will argue already we're behind the curve. We're behind the curve to Villa, to Brighton, to Brentford. And I say that in the most respect because I think at the moment, I'm not sure if Spurs are shopping in the same pool as the Arsenal's, the Chelsea's, the Liverpool's, the City's, the Man United's. I want them to, don't get me wrong, but I am fearful that those clubs, including Newcastle, I'm just a little bit concerned they may already be ahead of us in terms of their summer business. So are you concerned it was only Friday that first meeting was held or is that the earliest it could have been done? Because obviously that's the time we got the manager in, of course. I don't want to be too negative in this, but we're not in that same position, I'm afraid. We're, we've fallen back and this is where we need to now start to progress and get to that level we need to get back onto that that's that's my opinion on this i hate to say that um so i've seen rumors with like pet players like madison again in my opinion i don't think he's a tottenham player i i i'd happily have him but i would i would reject it because i just don't think he's a tottenham player at all but it's from what i want we need to address that defense like honestly i really am scared about this because as much as I want the attack it, I just really am scared with how this is going to end up. Um, and I think this is all going to be, of course, down to Levy. Um, I have heard from a few people who are actually close uh, relatives with Levy that he actually recently went to, I think it was either Miami or Bahamas, to uh, see Joe Lewis and actually ask for money. I don't know if this was money for himself or for the club, but from what I heard is that um, Joe Lewis pretty much put the middle finger up at him and said to him, just get on with it. Um, so there's obviously definitely things that are, are in the works that are going on that we probably haven't got a clue. Um, I think there's a lot. I think there will be quite a lot going on. Yeah. So, oh, guys. It's so stressful at the moment. I've, we've, we've I been a fan. We're, we're all hoping for a busy summer. I think the concern was that Spurs are essentially coming over to you. They might be starting behind the curve. They yet yeah. to obviously, of course, get the sporting director in place. We understand Lee from having Matt Law on his show. I got to say, it was an amazing show we did last week with Matt Law. He's brilliant from the Telegraph. Go and check it out. Show, I and I've got to say, Matt gets a lot yeah, of criticism for um, you know, Matt gets a lot of criticism for being anti Tottenham. Yeah, but I, I yeah. would say go and listen or watch that show because um, he's far from that. He's a journalist. He has to cover Spurs and Chelsea and England. So um, you have to get a feel from the man. He's covering three clubs at once and he can't always give you the news that you all want. The narrative is that he might be selling Harry Kane. Well, listen, the only man that can leave this club is Harry Kane unless Daniel Levy gives it the approval to do so. But Lee, just sticking on what we're going to need from Tottenham over the summer, we're going to come on to the Hugo Lloris situation. Obviously, he looks like he's going to be coming to an end in terms of his career. David Ray is one that's been mentioned. As Christina's kind of touched upon, there's a need definitely for centre-backs an attacking midfielder in James Madison. Tell me what you think, Lee, at the moment. Obviously, there's no director of football there. Are you slightly concerned that we might be behind the curve when it comes to already addressing the squad? Or is this the earliest we could possibly do it, given the situation that we've been in with this managerial search? It's a really tough one for me, Rick, because, you know, all jokes aside, some players in, especially in defence. So when we are, and, and goalkeeper, when, when we've got Hugo Lloris, basically our, our club captain, who, by the way, I just want to say, Certainly in the modern era, and most of the people that are watching uh, watching and listening, you know, maybe think that the Premier League is, is the be-all and end-all in terms of football. Football didn't exist before the Premier League. I think Ali Gold said in his recent show, since Hugo joined us, what, 2012? He's been absolutely outstanding, like an unbelievable goalkeeper. And I just want to say, like, unbelievably, like, he's just been brilliant. 
So I'm not one of these who get him out of a football club as soon as possible. But he has come out and said, I want to go. And we, I think we're all agreeing, are we? Viewers, listeners, Christina, Patrick, Rick, we, the, we probably do need a new goalkeeper now, regardless if he stayed or, or, or yeah, it's, so, time. It's, it's definitely yeah, time. It's yeah. time. Exactly. I think it's his time. I think everyone mm-hmm. feels that. So actually, if a club are going to grant him in, um, you know, a free transfer or whatever it is with a year still or left on his contract, to be linked with Raya, is fantastic. I mean, I think that he he's he's literally bob on, and I think that uh, there's a lot of people in the know as well. Which obviously I'm tier one, so you know, take everything for you know absolute gospel when I say it, as I predicted that entry seventh of April. Uh, no, I mean jokes aside, you know, there's a lot of people in the know that we had, like you talked about uh, Matt Law on the show that said that there's a very very good chance that this is going to happen, and then today's now breaking that you know we're we're, we're almost agreeing personal terms. So it's all if buts and maybes, and that's why it's so tough. But we don't, we know we need a goalkeeper, regardless if director of football is in or not. I'd be astonished if we got a director of football in and then the director of football said, no, Ray is not what you need. Because I think, again, general consensus, watching Spurs, knowing who we are, what we are, and the football that Ange is going to play, Reyes actually ticks a lot of the boxes, right? I'm getting a lot of nodding heads and whatever. So I don't think it's that. I think it's the... I think the director of football's job, along with um, Ange and and obviously Scott Munn, is to do them clear outs. I think that's the bit that's going to... But I actually think that's the bit that Potch was referring to all them years ago when he talked about the painful rebuild. It's actually getting the players out. It's painful because they're affiliated with the club or we like the, we like the players or they've been really good servants. That's the painful bit. We need to be ruthless on that. And I think that's the bit. You know, my my major worry with, with this new setup is everybody gets another a new chance again. But different style of play, some of these players might flourish. And I, and I know everyone's putting their head over, no, I'm not listening to you, Lee, because of, we don't want to give Winxes or Ndombele's or so Lacelso's or Regulons or Eric Dyer's or Sanchez. I mean, listen, listen to this list. We don't want to give them all another chances because they've had two, three, four, five chances already. And that's why I think it's a difficult job. So when all these names are being linked, I, I see like... Alex Scott's getting a lot of love. I don't know if it's because uh, she's presenting uh, uh, tonight on the on, on ITV or if it's Alex Scott, the midfielder. Um, <laughs> he's getting a lot of love. And, you know, Madison's getting a lot of love. And, you know, Christine has said about, I'm not sure he's a, he's a, a Tottenham player. And I actually really like Madison. But then you go back to some of the comments when he was an Arsenal fan and is he an Arsenal fan? And, you know, for me, it's about behaviours and, and the values of the football club. And if a, if a player comes in, if he's, you know, if he joined Spurs over Newcastle, you've got to think that he'd really want to join Tottenham, wouldn't he? Because we're not in the Champions League, and money's probably got a bit more money at Newcastle than he's at Tottenham as well. So that that would be an interesting one. And again, when I talk about behaviours, Rick, I'm talking about attitude behaviours, and I'm not I'm not levelling this at Madison per se. It's just an example. Coming down to London, living in London, you know the night the nightlife, the light. Uh, but we've had stories about Basuma going out, you know. Is this going to affect the lad? Because actually, if it is, we don't we don't need that. That's another problem that we've got to manage. So I think it's really important that we get the right people in um, on top of, uh, on top of the right players. Because as you've got the playing side, the technical ability, the footballer, but you've then also got. The, you know, the, the, the person and the behaviour of that. It's going to be a busy summer for Tottenham. As I've mentioned, they're going to be looking at a couple of centre-backs. Of course, the goalkeeper situation we're coming on to in a second. It looks like Spurs are going to complete the signing uh, formerly and permanently of Dian Kulisewski. He will be a Tottenham player. He did obviously feature prominently on a lot of the advertising that we've seen ahead of the Tour of Australia and Asia as well. And we also understand Spurs are going to take a look. They're going to take a look at Tungi Ndombele from what we've heard. There seems to be made as well, Giovanni Celso. And we also understand Postacoglu will have the final say on Clement Longley and Arnold Danjuma as to whether their moves will be made permanent, of course, both on loan last season. There's a lot to happen, Pat, before we even discuss potential incomings. You concerned we've got a lot to do, Pat, before we really even scratch the surface here? Uh, I'm not concerned because we all knew where we were. Um, this is common knowledge and anyone that had watched Tottenham over the last year, year and a half, knew that for us to go forward, we possibly would have to take a couple steps back. We've got in a manager that some a lot of people wouldn't have imagined us getting in a year or so ago. But that's one of the steps back, whereas to post, as opposed to in the future, building with this guy, it looks like he's going to be around for the long term. He is a guy you can build with. And that will mean now a clear out. So, you know, Tange on, uh, on Dombele, someone that is, uh, you know, again, he causes mixed reactions. I'm actually excited to see if the manager likes him and then if he can get a tune out of him. The reason why is because he is a fantastic footballer, probably 
one of our most talented footballers on his day. Obviously, his day is how often and how fit can he stay and all of this and that. But he's just come back from Napoli. They won the league, so he's got that under his belt. He may not have played all the time, but he was quite a constant feature for them. We'll play three in midfield, so we've got an extra body there. So even if he's not starting, he's definite quality coming off the bench in game. So we're going to need that. So if he's willing to knuckle down and want to be here, again, we want players that want to be here. If he's saying that he wants to be here, he doesn't want to go out on loan, he's willing to really revive his career and turn it around. I'm all for it, man, because the guy is super talented. And if he's willing to, obviously, like I said, knuckle down and, and really give it a shot, that's a brilliant player we got there. Lacelso, I'm happy to see him go, especially if there's interest from Aston Villa. He's had a decent season, so you can probably get maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 mil for him. Get him over to Unai Emery. He likes the look of him. Someone that hasn't really done that well at Tottenham. We've seen glimpses, probably more for Argentina than we did in the Spurs shirt. Well, at least with uh, Tangi, I've seen a lot of quality in the Spurs shirt. I didn't really see the same with Lacelso. I know a few people may say, oh, there was a moment under Jose Mourinho where he was our best player. I'm not sure about that, if I'm being honest. Your Winxes definitely needs to go. Hopefully someone can take him. It's a shame that Sampdoria got relegated because he, he was doing really well there and all the fans and manager liked him. But the fact that they've been relegated, I don't think he's going to stay there. Uh, you know, you've got your Joe Rodens, another player, centre-back, who I thought was decent for a while. Hasn't kicked on. He needs to go. So there is a big clear-out. But this is all part of what we all knew was going to happen. It needs to happen now. Um, these guys need to get off the books. Regalon as well. Another person I want gone. Um, no no qualms or issues with him, but he's just not good enough. Cesson Young as well. We paid £30 million for him. But he, again, someone who I don't think has kicked on. Thought he was a brilliant player at Fulham. He got Championship Player of the Year. Played in a more attacking role there. But since he's come to Tottenham, the guy looks like he can't shoot. He's scared to take a man on. Can't dribble. He's a decent defender, but we need more. So again, he's someone that we need to... So there's a lot to do, like you said, Ricky. A lot to do, but... You know, I've got faith in, in, in Ange in a sense of I've got to back him. So let's see what happens, man. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organisations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Spurs are in talks over signing the Brentford goalkeeper, David Raya. Talks with the player over, over personal terms are understood to have progressed pretty well and the agreement is expected imminently. However, which is always the sticking point with Tottenham, Brentford are standing firm on what we understand to be a £40 million valuation. Spurs currently unwilling to meet that fee for the player who has only just a year left on his contract. And for those that obviously watched the show in Matt Law, he obviously put it out there that Brentford were teetering around the kind of 30, 40 million mark, which generally normally means if you're going to teeter around that mark, you're going to accept a little bit less when you put it out in the public domain. I suppose the question is, do you think if it does get done, he's good enough to really take that man to one from Hugo and actually maybe surpass what Hugo done in the Spurs shirt? Because I think many, whilst there's a lot of respect for Hugo, I think we've all recognised that maybe the kicking was a bit of an issue with Hugo. The distribution was always a bit of a problem. As much as he was great at almost the instant reaction in terms of the shot stopping, Hugo did have a couple of thoughts that, or thoughts, should I say, that did make it harder to play sometimes a substantial football. Maurizio wanted to play from obviously out the back and into the defenders through the midfield. Do you think Rare would maybe suit, certainly Postacoglu's game, what he wants to try and do at Tottenham? Buy him. I, I would be absolutely buzzing if we got him. Um, I, yeah, with replacing Hugo, I think it, it's that's that's perfect for us. Um, Hugo's had an incredible career with us, and also like like nationals, well with France. It's it, it's it's you, we can now tell like over the past few seasons, it's starting to sort of go down a little. Which you know he's he's getting there now. He's getting a bit older now, but he's had such a fantastic career with us. I generally thought he was one of the best goalkeepers at one point um, and we've got to give him full credit to that. Um, yeah, I think Rhea would be really good for us. Um, I've really liked how he's played with Brentford. Ge generally, I think Brentford have been a great team um, with, especially last season. I think they've been brilliant. Um, it's if we're going to go for it. I don't know. Um, I think 40 mil is quite reasonable in my opinion. Um 
the other obviously Hugo is obviously a, a huge person to replace, but of course as well with the Harry Kane talk, um, I think that's another discussion as well. But I think this is a really important one to you know we should not go in for something cheap. In my opinion, we we really need to go strong in on this um, and not go I don't know like a buy one get one free bargain. If I don't know what the situation is going to be with Kane, it might, I think he probably will stay for another year. And then I think he will see how it goes. And then if it's bad, I reckon he'll go for free. If it's all right, I think he will. I generally think he will stay at Tottenham. Um, it's we need, but we need to be really, really think about who these big players that we are replacing them with because they are a big part of our team. And I don't care what people say about Hugo. Like we can put him down. I know he's he's not been the greatest, but he's saved our asses so many times. And I think I think it's so easy to forget that. Um, so I I I would be yeah, Raya would be huge for me. I'd be really happy for that. So yeah. You made a great point there, Christine. You know, again, there's a lot of criticism around some of these star players, Lee, not winning trophies at club level in terms of as Christina mentioned there, Harry Kane, Hugo Lloris. But those that come in to replace them. I mean, like, I think Harry Kane is one where you're going to have to pay. I, I don't know what you're going to have to pay to try. And even, how can you even replace Harry Kane when you look at what that guy's done? I mentioned that before. Haaland's had an incredible season. Of course, he's won the Champions League. But I generally think what Kane has done in this Tottenham team with the players that he's been around, I mean, it's We wouldn't be phenomenal. where we were in the table. No, if it I agree. It'd, be, it'd be frightening where we were without Harry Kane. But before we do talk about Harry, just on David Rea Lee, how does that, does that excite you? Maybe his arrival in terms of being that long-term successor for Hugo Lloris? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think so. I mean, you look at his distribution, maybe, you know, some of them long ball pings that you can do, if you can call them long ball, they're certainly passes. Um, you know, he, he plays as a kind of a, a can I say, sweeper keeper? I don't know. He plays like in that way, both foot um, as well. So he's, he's certainly going to be the style of keeper that we need. I mean, just looking at transfer fees as well, you know, 40 million euros, I think is a little bit pricey on the basis of, I mean, I'm not paying the money, so who cares? But uh, well, actually, I am because I'm a season ticket holder. Um, but, um, you know, the, the reality is when you look at um, Kepa aside, 80 million euros, I think, that, that Kepa was. You look at Allison, 60 million euros, uh, Edison, 40 million euros. And then you're getting down to the kind of uh, uh, Courtois, 35 million euros when he went to Real Madrid. Pickford, when he went to Everton, was first, uh, 28 million euros. Ramsdale, 28 million euros. So that sort of prestige. I think David Raya, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I did see this, and John's normally right, but he actually qualifies as homegrown. Uh, yeah, it's John homegrown. Who said that. Yeah. So, so when you factor all that, that, that sort of stuff in, but then he's also on a, you know, one year left on his contract as well. Um, I don't know. Friends of the show, if you like, Paul O'Keefe did, did one on Twitter, it would probably go for 27 million which was quite a specific Paul so I don't know if Paul knows anything um but look the reality is it you know I, I, what what needs to happen is stop haggling over 20 quid or 30 quid and and, and get the get the fellow in get it done early and I think if we can get that done we don't want another Louis situation do we where we've we've got the deal ready and he's going to come and then he goes to Liverpool or William all them years ago we've had we've had that so many times so if yeah. he's on that if he's the guy that Ange wants and it's the guy that the f football club wants and he wants to come, let's not do a Jack Grealish. Let, let's get it done on that side of things. So I think uh, for, for me, Rao would be, uh, be a good sign. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, Pat. Someone had a great po point, actually. You know, this is a great opportunity to see how well Spurs' succession planning is. We praise a lot about the way Brentford and Brighton move early for their players. I think they've already done that, Brentford, to be fair. It looks like they've already brought in, potentially... Raya's long-term replacement. I think that's everything they need to know now that they're going to hold out, as, and rightly so, for as high a fee as possible. You know, a guy's got one year left. It's now, as we always say, a negotiation tactic game with Tottenham and Brentford in terms of how that goes. Um, we've seen McAllister already move this week to Liverpool, so they're already starting early. How important is it, Pat, even as Lee says they are, from a statement perspective, that if he's your number one target, you don't mess around until deadline day. You go and now this now, and you go and now the subsequent players that Spurs need to start showing everybody the intention for next season. Because let me tell you, you know, you've brought a manager in that I think has already divided opinion. We're going to all massively be behind him. He'll get his total 100% support from the fans. But what the fans want to see is, are you going to change in terms of the board? Are you going to act differently? Are you going to start backing the managers and give them exactly what we want and don't take us to deadline day waiting for a player like we did with Pedro Porro when that dragged on for months and months and months? So, Pat, how important is it, back to my point, 
succession planning, moving early for your targets? Yeah, you know what? I was so happy when I saw the links today about, you know, I was potentially agreeing a fee. So not a fee, but personal terms. That's all done and dusted. And now it's just to get the guy in. I think he's fantastic. I've watched Brentford a lot this season. And for me, he's been one of the best goalkeepers in the league. He's 27, 28 in September. So he's at a perfect age for a goalkeeper to come in and then really be solid and hit the floor, you know, or stay at Tottenham for a long time. Prem proven as well, which I always think is great because he's played in the Prem for a number of years. We've all seen him. We know how good he is. I mean, and if you look at it, yeah, one year left on his contract. So you think 40 million is a bit ambitious, but of course they are, you know, they're a selling club. So they're within their rights to set that. I probably think it'd go for about 30 million because like you said, Brentford have been, you know, you know, like Brentford and Brighton's, they don't mess about. They already knew he wasn't going to sign the contract. So they already got his successor in, a guy called Mark Flecken. He signed a four-year deal about two weeks ago. They brought him in from Freiburg or Freiburg uh, in the Bundesliga. Good keeper. He kept 13 clean sheets last year for Freiburg. They finished fifth in the, in the Bundesliga. They brought him in for 11 million. So it looks like they've already got their replacement. And now, you know, they're just going to wait to see how much they can get from us for David Rea. But yeah, brilliant goalkeeper. Uh, he is homegrown, even though he's Spanish. He's got one cap for Spain. But they bought him from, um, I think they bought him about 11 years ago uh, for only 100 grand. So it just goes to show, you know, where uh, how, how well he's done. Yeah, they bought him for, for 100 grand from Blackburn 11 years ago. Uh, and if you look at his numbers as well, He's one of the best performing keepers in the league. Uh, 154 saves last season, which was first in the league. Kept 12 clean sheets, which is decent. Eighth in the league. But of course, clean sheets isn't only the only mark of a goalkeeper because that's also about how good the defence is in front of him. But if you listen to this, he made the second most saves from shots inside the box at 90, which is fantastic. And we all know Hugo Lloris is a great shot stopper, but there's a lot of saves which we feel he should have made and didn't. David Rea is brilliant in that. And also as well, he made the most saves in the league from shots outside the box, 64. And again, Hugo Lloris got caught on a lot of shots from outside the box where you're thinking, hmm, he should have saved that. I remember the goal against Arsenal, the first one, where it kind of bundled in against, uh, um, it was Saka. I don't know what happened there. But even Odegaard shot for the second goal, I believe, it was a good shot, but he had enough time to get down and save it. David Rea won't make those same mistakes. And I'm not singling Hugo out because he was fantastic for us one of the best players we've had in a long time. But over the last couple of years, you did see the mistakes creep in. And it is fair to say at 36, 37 in December, it's understandable why Hugo Lloris was never great at playing out from the back. It's something where he essentially was, you know, those goalkeepers that are a bit older than the, the next generation. So he was in a, when he came through, you didn't have to play out from the back. Goalkeepers weren't expected to be quarterbacks and play with the ball. That's kind of come in in the last maybe five, six years. So he's kind of caught in that middle bit where it wasn't something he was comfortable with, but he had to adapt to play. He's such a good goalkeeper. You're not going to drop him because of that. But now when the other things do start dropping, you have to drop him because ultimately if your shot's stopping and your abilities aren't there and you're not good at playing out from the back, then you're not essentially giving us anything. But going back to David Rea, Fantastic goalkeeper. I'm really happy. We need to get it done straight away. I'm not saying just go and pay 40 million because that's crazy with a guy with one year left on the contract, but get it done, man. Get it done quickly and then let's move on to the next target because we have so many that we need to get in. So, yeah, let's not mess about. Talk about next targets, Pat. Another man that's been mentioned that's prominent again throughout this summer as Christina picked up on is James Madison, a player that I actually do genuinely like a lot. I mean, I've mentioned, yeah. I've mentioned this before that Spurs have really, really struggled to find somebody to replace. Ericsson and a man in that mould that really drove that Spurs midfield, made us tick. I think we all said our number 10 is so important to this Spurs team. I think Madison ticks many, many boxes. I know it's not ticking many boxes of Christina's at the moment, but do you think, Christina, <laughs> if it's not Madison, we need to have somebody of that ilk in that midfield that is going to provide that bit of dynamism to the Harry Kane's, the Hummin Sons. You know, it's an area that Spurs have looked at many, many times. They haven't got it right so far. How important is that they address that area of a creative midfielder for you this summer if it's not James Madison? Lee literally got it, um, nailed it with just the whole London life. I'm just, with him, I'm just a little bit scared it would be like sort of the Delhi situation. I can't think of a player at the top of my head to who I would rather have over him. Um, I've got two. Sorry, I've got two. Do you know what? Who, who would you say then, Patrick? To be fair, I like Madison. I can't lie to you. And I really want him. I know it's going to be a big battle between us and Newcastle. And ultimately, 
with my Spurs hat on, I would love for him to consider us and go with us because we are someone that a bit more prominent than Newcastle. And we could almost sell the project to him and say, listen, we know we had a bad year, but we can definitely be finish above Newcastle if we get it right and you can be part of that revolution. But realistically, Newcastle in the Champions League, they can probably offer the same, if not more money. But if it's not James Madison, who had a brilliant year last year, by the way, 10 goals, 9 assists, and he only played about 30 games. The only concern about Madison is that he's not that robust. He does have a lot of injuries. And also as well, defensively, he can shy away in moments. And we will need everyone to chip in on that side. But if it's not Addison, um, sorry, Madison, Lee Kang in, or uh, or uh, what is it? Yeah, Kang so Lee in, Kang, Lee, Kang depending in how Lee. you pronounce it. Because I know sometimes yep. people say Son Hung Min or Hung Min Son. Yeah. So depending how you pronounce it, 23 years old. Uh, he's so saucy on the ball, a fantastic dribbler. He's great at creating uh, opportunities, can go both ways, can pick a pass. Um, it's really weird because he was at um, Valencia. They let him go on a free and he joined Real Mallorca last year. Absolutely smashed it. He got like, uh, what was it, six goals, seven assists. He's left-footed as well, so he's something different. And now everyone's looking at, I say everyone, a lot of people, he's created a lot of interest. There's been loose links from us uh, to him because of Son, but I'm hoping that we really do take a look at him because he's a brilliant player. He's got a release clause of about 25 million euros in there. Uh, he can play on the right wing, can play on the left wing, but more importantly, he can play as a cam or an attacking midfielder and he would be that spark and that link between attacking midfield. Uh, I think he's fantastic, man. I think he's really good. And then obviously you've got um, Alex Scott at Bristol. Uh, very young player. He's only 19, but he was in the Championship Team of the Year. He was Bristol City's Player of the Year. His stats don't read the best. I was looking them at them earlier today because obviously Ricky asked me to, you know, think of some players. And I was surprised. I think it's like one goal and four assists. So the stats don't read that well. But everyone that's watched him week in and week out says he's fantastic. His ceiling's high. The fact that he got into the Championship Team of the Year says a lot. Um, and yeah, he's um, someone that everyone rants and raves about. So those would be the two that I would say if you're not going to go for Madison. Ideally, get both of them. They're both. We could get both of them for a decent fee. Uh, yeah. bring them in. Uh, they may take a bit of time, but they're brilliant players that will definitely push Spurs in the right direction. If Angie's talking about he wants us to play attacking football, these guys tick all those boxes. Leader, close it with you in terms of this summer roundup as we are. Obviously, as we mentioned, interesting David Raya. We'll be interested to see how that goes. James Madison, a name that is featuring prominently on Spurs' list. As Pat rightly says, Newcastle currently leading that race. Remember that change in the days, the weeks, Dare I say months? We hope it's not months, but again, we are still months away from the end of that window. We shall have to wait and see. There obviously are been prominent links uh, in the Sunday papers with regards to Jaden Sancho. I'm just not sure. I mean, even if United don't consider us to be the number one t team that's going to be chasing them down in terms of the top four this season, next season even, I'm not sure they, if they would sell to Spurs. So where do you stand, Lee, in terms of the latest window roundup of news and how quickly do you feel Spurs need to act in these coming days and weeks, of course, to get the squad looking like and will want it to for day one. Well, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Sungbo, uh, who we know pretty well now, Rick, um, he is absolutely raving about Kangin as well. Absolutely raving about, just like Patrick was. And there's a lot of love in the comments for, for Kangin Lee as well um, to, to come into the football club. Um, Look, I'm I'm not sure about um, some of the links with Jordan Sancho. It just doesn't doesn't make sense to me. I, I think that's that's maybe agent talk. One one player that I think is we have monitored as a as a club um, over the last kind of eighteen months certainly is Endika, um, who's yeah. a left foot centre back from Eintracht Frankfurt, who's actually available on a free. Um, I think somebody put them in the comments as well. I mean, I've been looking at some of his statistics. Uh, good on his weaker foot, his right foot, but he's definitely a left uh, left sided centre back. Um, his pace and his power is 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 what we would probably need when we're going to start playing. You know, uh, our, our final line of defence is going to be two thirds into into the other uh, other options <laughs> as well under Ange. So we need somebody to try and get back. You know, if you look at Walker, is you know he's been proving Kyle Walker to be the fastest defender in the Premier League. You look at some of the, the, the things like Ruben Diaz, who's been absolutely outstanding, but his pace is, you know, much lower down in the 60s. You look at, you know, somebody like Harry Maguire that we've been linked to, who's also right-footed, by the way, his, his pace is down in the 40s. And then you look at Ndicko's, his pace is up in the 70s, mid-70s. That, you know, that 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 is somebody who's only 22 years old as well. I think he could be a very, very good 
Lee, Lee, allegedly, and Dicko. Very good acquisition, I think, for Tottenham Hotspur football. Lee, club. allegedly, and Dicko is um signed a free contract with Roma, though. That's the only thing. So oh, really? Like, yeah. That, so it's okay, paper, well. It might not be true, but that's what I'm hearing that Roma have basically already got him because, you know, he's leaving on a free, isn't he? And I don't yeah, know why he's been working, working hard think, before. Yeah. So. And that, that might be where the lack of director of football with Tottenham yeah. at the moment is, is going to hurt us a little bit because actually you start to look at that and think, well, hang on, Premier League club comes calling, top top club in the Premier League comes calling. He probably does a U-turn from Roman and comes to comes to us That's if fair. nothing's been signed. But you know, again, that that whole valuation piece, isn't it? You know, you look at Dicker on the left, and then you look at Romero on the right. There was some pace high up with the fullbacks, inverted fullbacks coming in, which is how he's going to play. That, that's a lot more, you know, you look at Laporte even, I, I would love Laporte at, at, at Spurs, but you look at his pace versus, you know, somebody who's fresh and, um, uh, you know, to the league and obviously only 22 and up and coming up in Dicker and, you know, he's much, much faster. It's not just about pace, don't get me wrong, because Ruben Diaz is an amazing defender. He's not particularly quick, but he's an amazing defender, actually superb. So if he, if, if Dicker's already gone, the boat's gone, then may, maybe that director or lack of director of foot was already hurting us. Um, but that, you know, I, I don't see the, I don't see how a Jordan Sancho, other than being homegrown, makes. I, I just don't see how that makes any difference. We had, we had uh, Dan Juma, uh, you know, on, on the books for us, and you know, he didn't even get a look in. So I, I just don't see how Sancho's a real link, Rick. To be honest, it's interesting. Of course, Spurs, as many are, at, are saying, need to act decisively. Laporte is another name being mentioned, and I will say, obviously, with our transfer shows we've got, obviously, on a weekly basis now. We'll see, obviously, how the journeys come on. A lot of the prominent journeys featuring, of course, close to the football club. Obviously, Sky, BBC, they're going to be on here and send us a lot about what's happening with Spurs in the market. So, for you guys to keep an eye on. Benton Court, for those asking, it looks like he won't be back till December as things stand. So, again, Spurs are going to need to act decisively in the market, which is maybe why I do want to have a last look at Tungy and Dombala. You know, uh, again, Matt Law referring to the fact that he will need to run in, of course, coming back to Spurs <laughs> if we are going to judge him. So... Obviously, I know Are you guys actually Dombele... really positive about that? Because I'm really oh. nervous about him coming back. Yeah, no, I really? want him to come back, man. I want him to come back. I think I think it will be interesting, won't it, to see how, how he is seen. But again, it will be... Uh, I know, obviously, Ndombele watches a lot of last one on Spurs. Tungi, I've always fought for you for day one, bud, but you are going to have to run a little bit for us to see if we can make this work. You know, we are going to have to do a little bit of hot the spot. The I think that is a problem as well, isn't it? It's like the, how many people, like I said at the top of the show, how many people are going to get another second chance or third chance? Great or whatever point. It it's a great be. point. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and again, absolutely. for me, it just comes down to, you know, that attitude and behaviour piece, you know, outweighs talent. You know, Chunga and Dembele, I don't think anyone's ever said that he ain't got any talent. I think he has got talent. It's just he, he doesn't apply it. You know, Adebayor could have been the world's best striker without a shadow of a doubt, but he just didn't fancy applying himself in certain aspects. And that's what that's what it is with Ndombele. You know, if yep. Andrew thinks that he can get Ndombele doing what he needs to do, like we're talking about basic things as a professional footballer, let alone for a top Premier League club, run. Like you're saying to him, you've got to run. I mean, this is a basic requirement. You know, for, for me, I'm, 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 I'm with Christine on this one. I'm sceptical. If he came back, got a chance and was amazing, Brilliant. Maybe it is about the style of play. Maybe it is, you know, he played in under Tottenham, in Tottenham, he played under three managers that were ultimately defensive, low block managers that played on the counter-attack. Maybe that doesn't suit him. But how, how has he been ripping up trees? Does he deserve his, his winner's medal in Napoli? Has he, you know, got six goals and 15 assists or 10 goals and eight assists? Like what, you know, is, is, he, is he fit, ready for the Premier League? These are questions that only Ange and the, and, and, and the team can answer, aren't they, right? I totally agree. Just to cover Harry Kane, because again, I mean, we, Harry will feature, you know, predominantly and dominate a lot of last one on Spurs across this summer. And I think it'd be unfair to, again, put people through, again, another another 15-minute, 20-minute chat about Harry when there's not a huge amount changing. We understand that Spurs' situation is they don't want to sell Harry Kane. Whether that stance changes over the coming days, over the coming weeks, naturally, of course, we'll keep you posted on all things Tottenham and, of course, all things in the transfer window. But look, it's been a great show as always. I want to say a massive thank you. I think I've had about three and a half thousand of you watching us live across this last hour and a bit. So thank you so much for all of your incredible support for last one on Spurs. These wonderful people, these lovely people you see are going to feature a lot throughout this summer. You can see how happy they are. Look at those faces. <laughs> they just, just remember to smile there. I don't know if they were going to smile based on what they might be seeing and watching, but they will be featured a lot throughout this summer. I want to say a massive thank you as always. Pat, 
more positive this week. I'm sure you get a lot more. Uh, it'll be nicer comments coming your way this week. Yeah, way. yeah, that's all good. To be fair though, Ricky, I got a lot of nice comments anyway. Even if people didn't agree with me, they liked how I put what I said together, how I represented or spoken. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, essentially, I want the best for the club. I love Tottenham. I want the best for everyone. And Angie's here. I'm not going to be negative about it. I'm going to get behind him. And I'm sure, I'm hoping he's going to be a success. So, yeah, man, it's all good. And um, I welcome all comments. I mean, sorry, not all comments. I welcome all opinions. I'm happy to speak to anyone regarding, not the comments. I don't welcome all comments if they're negative. <laughs> but you get what I meant. Sorry, yeah. But yeah, yeah we no, it's always a pleasure. Um, obviously, I'm on Twitter, Patrick Tyrant. I'm on Instagram. Follow me, connect with me. Let's chop it up. And uh, yeah, man, it's always good to come on here and talk Spurs. So, Absolutely, yeah. mate. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you again very, very soon. Christina, you'll be talking a lot more about Angelos, that's for sure, of course. Angelos Postacoglu, you better get used to that name. Christina will be reminding you that every time she's on this show. So before a lot of people ask, what do you mean it's Anne? She'll be very quickly reminding you of that. Christina, thank you so much. How can people find you on social media for all your latest opinions on Tottenham if they wish to do so, if you want them to do so even? Twitter. Um, please, I'm really sorry for my latest tweets. Hopefully this will be a beautiful Greek love story um, this season, next season, sorry. Not a Greek tragedy. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to having you back on soon. And Lee, I know you've come back from Austin, mate. There's so much love out there. For, you know, Austin Spurs, lots of love out there for last one on Spurs. It is incredible to think where this show goes and all over the world and the amount of love we get for it. It's amazing, mate. Busy That's summer in cool. store. You're obviously a massive part of what we've got to come, mate. You're driving the crazy train for us, second in command. Excited, Lee? You've got, you've got, I feel like you got your mojo back the last week or so. You got you look really excited again. Yeah, ready to be broken yet again. To be fair, mate, we've done so many of these shows together over the years, and like you, you know, we know each other. We can feel off the the vibe and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, look, I do. I, I think that, like I said right at the beginning of the show, I'm sick and tired of being moany and grumpy. I'm just going to try and like be, be positive again, like we all are. Posta Coglu, I must have nailed that. Posta Coglu, come on! It. So I'm even getting, a, I'm even getting Big Angie's name right now, and I just want to say as well, Daniel White, he made a comment earlier. Raya Laporte and Madison, and we're back. Well, I'm not quite sure we'd be back, but I mean, let's be fair. If we signed them three players, it would be an amazing uh, uh, start to uh, to what is a new era at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. So, look, best of luck to uh, to Scott Munn um, and uh, and to Big Ange. And uh, hopefully less interference from uh, from some of the people that keep interfering, and we get we get the footballing decisions right because we we can be an absolutely unbelievable football club if we get the footballing decisions right. So let's uh, let's hope we can, and uh, we will get behind everybody. I'm sure. Absolutely, uh, guys. Thank you so much from Christina, from Pat, from Lee. We've been the last word on Spurs. We'll be back with you very very soon. But for all of us here, keep safe, keep well. And as always, those magic words, come on, you Spurs. If you are interested in sponsoring Last Word on Spurs, please get in touch with us directly at our email address, lastwordonspurs at outlook.com. That's lastwordonspurs at outlook.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Sports Social Podcast Network.